Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Secondhand Happiness In a phone conversation with my computer person, Spencer Beckman, who has solved every problem I ever had, he said he was waiting for a call from Jay Leno, who had inquired about his car company. And my immediate response was, Wow, really? How wonderful. I was so thrilled for him, I almost felt like it was happening to me. His news made me giddy with delight. And the truth was... I was delighted for him because he's young and already has two companies going, and I was happy to have some really good news, regardless of whether it was for me or someone else. It had me look at how lucky I am to have these feelings of joy when something good happens to another person, and how happy I am that I do. It's fun to be happy for other people. The joy they're having rubs off on you, and you get secondhand happiness that you can carry around with you as long as you like. I know some people who get eaten up by jealousy when they hear good news about somebody who got a promotion or a raise or something they wanted for themselves. It doesn't seem to matter if they were in the running for those things or not. For some reason, it doesn't feel fair that another person has good fortune. And that seems sad to me for them and for the other person. They're robbed of any good thoughts in this situation, and the other person is robbed of their support of goodwill. I just don't believe this is the way the world is intended to work. One of my sisters doesn't like to read a magazine with things in it she'll never have. The magazine in question is Town & Country, which I myself have subscribed to for years. I love looking at the expensive jewelry. I adore seeing new places to visit, even if they are above my price range. And I get a kick out of seeing some of the outrageous fashions people with lots and lots of money wear. I mean, really, those outfits look like something out of a futuristic movie half the time. What this magazine feeds is my love of jewels. I am particularly fond of Art Deco and Victorian jewelry, but that in no way impedes my appreciation of more current designs. Mostly, the jewelry I see in town and country, well, it seems too small, a flaw I see almost every day. And if you think I check out other people's jewelry on a daily basis, you are 100% right. I can't help myself. I just have to see what they like to wear. I have large hands. So bigger jewelry is more to my liking, and I believe with all my heart there is no piece of beautiful jewelry that is too large to wear. There are most certainly large pieces of jewelry that should never be worn at all, and sadly are, but that is a different category altogether. Things delight me all the time. It can be a delicious cookie, a perfect gardenia, a poem, a stroke of good luck. I happen to believe good luck comes when you put your whole heart into something. Believe in it with all you've got and force yourself to step outside your comfort zone more than you think you'll have to. It takes patience, 
the work of my lifetime, it seems, and it takes courage. Courage to believe in yourself. Courage to keep going when things aren't going well. And courage to allow yourself to dream big. I don't know about you, but that last part is the hardest for me. Years ago, when I was struggling with money, I was instructed to repeat this mantra until it came true. I vow to have the life I want and to receive much more than enough money to live and enjoy it. Let me repeat that. I vow to have the life I want and to receive much more than enough money to live and enjoy it. I kept it handy for a long, long time, and one thing I noticed was that the more I read it and repeated it to myself, the less outrageous it seems. At one point, I just knew it would come true. Not when, not how much, but that it would happen. One thing that emerged from holding my belief in this mantra was a sense of being taken care of, not only by myself, but by the universe at large. That is a feeling I wouldn't trade for any amount of money. And the funny thing that happened is that when the mantra came true, I struggled with spending that money on myself, which is an entirely new kind of letting go I'm still working on. But back to being happy for other people. It's a gift I can easily take for granted. So when I'm reminded of that, I try to take a moment to savor the experience. And just yesterday, I pressed some button on my laptop causing the print to become so small it was unreadable and could not find my way out of this mess. So I called Spencer, who not only solved my problem in a nanosecond, but also informed me he was currently living in Los Angeles, putting the finishing touches on his car of the future. It was totally designed by computer, which makes me feel I have a tiny peek into a world I can't even imagine. He was so excited, and so was I, again. It was a momentary connection to him that changed the way I see the world for that moment in time. I hope he went away a little happier, because I certainly did. Well, I feel I could go on and on about this topic, but a better thing to do is to encourage you to be on the lookout for just this type of opportunity. An opportunity to give something in exchange for nothing except the giving. A moment to share with another person something that has brought them joy. And most importantly, a nanosecond of immense gratitude for the opportunity in front of you, for seeing it and stepping into it, and allowing yourself to savor one of life's unexpected delights. Just after I finished writing this piece, I turned the page in my daily Buddhist readings and found this. You should begin to build up confidence and joy in your own richness. That richness is the essence of generosity. It is the sense of resourcefulness that you can deal with whatever is available around you and not feel poverty-stricken. Earlier today, I was feeling poverty-stricken and sad. Then I was graced with this good news that opened the door to joy. My attention shifted from my own feelings and onto someone else's, and I found my own sense of happiness. I just love that sometimes we get what we need in just the right moment without even asking for it. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. 
Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.